from San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we share why it's so important to have a no rejection zone in your bedroom. And this is something that we've talked about many times over the years. And I love this quote that I found. It was actually an article that I found on naturalnews.com and we'll have the link to it. But it said, being rejected causes the same chemical reaction in the brain as physical injury. And that's not something that I had ever thought about, but I kept seeing this as I was doing some research for today's show. And it really caused me to think about the impact of rejection in the bedroom, Mm. specifically on Tony, but for all of you on your spouses as well. And as we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug, this week is no different. And this week's hug is brought to you by The Science of a Woman, The Art of Manhood by Eric Smith. And you can find this title at ericsmithbooks.com. And in this amazing book, author Eric Smith digs into many topics dealing with the marriage relationship and how husbands and wives relate to one another sexually. He digs deep into grace-based versus law-based relationships and the forgotten art of manhood. This is a must-read for for couples everywhere. So get your copy at ericsmithbooks.com. We received this comment, actually, uh, it was up on the website in reaction to one of the posts. And this husband said, my wife and I adopted the intimacy lifestyle earlier this summer. Our frequency has gone from once a week, maybe, to three times a week. But more importantly, intimacy has become a priority rather than an afterthought or an obligation. For me, high desire, it has been amazing. In fact, taking the guesswork out, which is obviously a reference to our opening uh, for the show, has made such a difference in reducing my stress level regarding when you're going to get some, Mm -hmm. that we are talking about reducing down to twice a week. We'll look into that after we complete the seven days of sex challenge that we are starting tomorrow. Sweet. But the most amazing thing about the intimacy lifestyle for us is something that I haven't heard being talked about. Prior to starting the intimacy lifestyle, my wife assumed that I was always trying to initiate sex. I've always slept naked, but skin-to-skin contact was pretty minimal. If I tried to cuddle up, she would become tense, and if I started to become erect, she would just pull away. I would try to explain to her that it's just hormones and I'm not pressuring her for sex all the time, but she never believed it. Now with the intimacy lifestyle, my wife is much, much more comfortable with my body. She knows ahead of time what is an initiation, Now listen here, this is so key for married couples everywhere. He says, we agreed to be explicit and give at least four hours notice. Okay. They know ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And what is, as far as what is initiation and what is just closeness, we hug more, we cuddle more, we shower together and can playfully tease each other. Mm. I have gone from feeling like she was avoiding me to feeling like she really desires me. I never would have guessed the depths of change the intimacy lifestyle could make, but it has bumped my ho-hum marriage up to the point that we were recently told by a young couple that they hope they could still be as much in love as we are after 20 years. So good. Thank you for everything you do. Uh, that, that's... Uh, 
Like we could uh, stop the show right now. Uh, exactly. I mean, you, t- you take the intimacy lifestyle. And for those of you who are wondering what that is, you can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash scheduling sex. And we talk about it all there. And we also have a video up mm-hmm. recently, just a, a quick reference guide to what the intimacy lifestyle is. And we'll put um, a link to that in the show notes here. But that's what it does. I mean, we couldn't have said it any better. And, and just totally grateful and honored that this husband would write in and share this. So thank you, thank you, thank you for this awesome hug. So I want to jump into kind of the opposite of the intimacy lifestyle, which is this whole idea of rejection in marriage. And I open the show with the quote that being rejected causes the same chemical reaction in the brain as physical injury. And, you know, as I was thinking about that, it's way back when, in the dark ages of the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast, episode three, mm-hmm. we did a show um, entitled The McDonald's Theory. Right. And that was my whole uh, awareness, kind of my come to Jesus moment when Tony and I were doing the 60 days of sex of what had been happening all of those years prior. So there was 11 years prior to the, to the, or to the 60 days of sex challenge when I would just flat out reject Tony. I mean, sometimes it wasn't so flat out. Sometimes it was the, let me read one more chapter. Let me do one more load of laundry. Let me do all these kinds of things. But it wasn't until Tony and I jumped into making sex a priority, jumped into making intimacy a priority in our marriage that I started to become aware, even on a very basic level, of what rejection was doing. Right. And so then when I started seeing these, this quote come up time and time again, it was on all these different articles, you know, being rejection, rejected causes this reaction. I'm like, what, what's going on? And we haven't really talked out and out about rejection and almost, I mean, we're coming up on 300 episodes here in December. So it's been 292 episodes since we've dedicated the time to talking about rejection. And part of the reason it's coming up again is because the hug that we read is kind of the needle in the haystack. We get so many more emails about husbands and wives that are feeling rejected mm-hmm. yeah. from their spouses. So many, so many emails that say, I wish, I wish that my spouse would look at me that way. I wish that my spouse would want to have sex with me. I wish, I wish I'm craving, I'm longing. And the underlying message in there is that that person is being rejected. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the person that's doing the rejection is very much like me who wasn't really aware of the damage that's being caused. And sometimes they are, and there's a reason why they're engaging in that behavior. And, and yet we've got to address the fact that rejection is so incredibly destructive in your marriage. I mean, we've lived this out. Tony could probably write a whole book on rejection and the devastation that it causes because we've lived that. Yeah. And we have, and you know, I will say this and I I want to bring it up early on so that you guys know this as well. Elisa and I are not perfect in this area. Rejection still happens. It can happen subtly. It can happen blatantly. So even in our marriage, one where we have been willing to open up, willing to be on this journey together, willing to say, hey, this doesn't, this isn't part of who we are, and nor are we going to allow it to take hold and take root in our marriage, it still happens here. So I want you to know that as you're working through this, as you guys are coming closer together and going, how does this look in our marriage? Realize that 
there are still going to be times when it may happen to you that you may be rejected in the bedroom. You may be rejected with some advances. You may be rejected with the text message you send. You may be rejected when you write a letter or say words, and yet you're not alone. Mm-hmm. You're not alone in this. And what the true, the, the, the true like guiding light is that you just keep moving forward, expressing yourself, saying, hey, I don't know if you, if you know you did this, but I just want to let you know that that happened. Was it meant as a rejection or were, or, or were you just somewhere else and you didn't even see it? Mm-hmm. See, because through that, maturity happens. And as you mature, the rejections that do happen aren't going to derail you or your marriage. You're going to just look at it objectively and you're going to ask questions instead of harboring anxiety, harboring hurt, harboring anger. And I, I just want to address some of the subtle ways that rejection happens uh, in the bedroom, because I think a lot of times, you know, we're, we're so aware of the, no, I don't want to have sex with you tonight, or mm-hmm. just the flat out, you know, very short answer, no, that I think a lot of times the subtleties, um, I, I don't know if they get overlooked or if they just don't have the same importance. And I want to say those subtle rejections are probably worse than the out and out no. At least when you say no, you know, there's no gray area there, no guessing. Because I know for a lot of times or in those early years of our marriage, Tony had to guess. Is this is this really a no or is this kind of like I'll warm up to the idea, but you're right. going to have to put forth some effort. So sometimes it's the not tonight, maybe not right now, or I'm really busy. Okay, what does that mean? What does that mean I'm really busy? You know, we're trying to have sex. I have one more thing to do. You know, one more chapter to read. I mean, that was that was my go-to. And sometimes still, you can still, still, still roll there. Yeah, sometimes still is. In in these ones where you know you get the one more chapter to, chapter to read. Um, I have one more thing I have to do. Those can be very nebulous because I'll tell you when when I'm making an advance on Elisa, and then it's just the I have one more thing to do. I'm thinking, hey, she has one more thing to go do, and then we're going to get it on. What ends up happening though is that one more thing turns into two more things, it turns into three more things before you know it, I'm asleep. So those ones, those nebulous, those the, those nebulous statements can really cause your spouse to go, What's going on? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, sometimes it's the kids, like I'm gonna go put the kids to bed, or I'm gonna go cuddle with the kids, or I'm gonna watch a movie with the kids. I mean, I've done that. Where, you know, if we've been out all day and I'm like, oh, the kids want to watch a movie. I'm going to go watch a movie with the kids. And it's like, are you coming to bed with me? I'm like, oh, kids, husband, kids, husband. Um, you know, and so yeah, I, I do want to say one thing. Each one of these statements in and of themselves is not good or bad. Right. right? They're just a statement, right, of, of where your spouse is at, the, at a point in time. When they take that negative turn is when they start to become a pattern of behavior, when you keep blowing off your partner for something or someone else, right? Because when all your spouse hears is not you, not now, that's called rejection and over and over again. And, you know, if, if you keep going back to that, rejection causes the same reaction in the body as physical injury. I mean, think about what happens when you get hurt. Yeah, you cut your finger. You cut your finger, you stub your toe, and you just have you have that throbbing sense. Like I, I stubbed my toe the other day. And it, just that throbbing sensation. And, and you're so fixated on that part of your area or that area of your body. 
mm. right? You're just like, oh my gosh, uh, yeah. you know, it hurts and, and it's there and I've got this pain and, and it's all you can think about, right? And the same thing is true when, when you've got that pain in your, like in your soul, when your spouse is rejecting you and you're like, oh my gosh, what, why is this hurting? So much you right know, here, uh, right now. There's this pain yeah. right mm. now. And, and so what do you do when you're the one being rejected, right? You start putting up walls, because right. like we've got to protect ourselves, right? Like we'll wear shoes, you know, going back to the stub your toe analogy, you're going to wear shoes in the house, like slippers or something just to protect your toes. Or, or maybe you're just not going to, you're not going to be so open with your spouse. You're going to maybe check out, right? Less engagement, less connection. And then you're going to get to a point like Tony did in our marriage where Tony just stopped trying, right? Rejected, 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 rejected. And guess what? After a while, he didn't even ask anymore. His last big ask was the night that we were in bed and Tony and I were sitting there preparing for this small group study that we were doing at the church that we belong to. And Tony says, I think we should have sex for 60 days. Okay, so not only had he stopped, you know, pretty much stopped asking, but when he did ask, it was a really big, audacious ask. It was like, I'm going for the gold and... Like if I, if I get shot down here, we're probably done, right? Cause like, she's never going to say yes to anything after this. 60 days. Right. Right. And, and what did I say? It was the ultimate rejection. No, no. And then in case you haven't heard the story, the next thing I did was to get up out of bed and go put on like one of those fabulous, like seafoam green facial masks so that like he knew he wasn't even getting any of that night. Right. So let's just not even just say no. Let's, let's put an exclamation point on it. Right. And, you know, it was, it was so crazy. As I'm preparing for the show, all I kept thinking about was all that, like the sales training that's out there mm-hmm. that says you got to get 12 no's to say a yes. Right. Right. You know, or something like that. Right. It's you know, anywhere between seven and 12. Yeah. Seven and 12. Right. And yet the crazy thing is, is that that's not what happens in marriage. Right. Marriage is not a sales transaction. Right. It does not matter if you say, you know, there are some couples and some of you may be nodding your head because your spouse has asked you 25 times and you still haven't said yes. Or you've been the one asking 25 times and you still haven't heard a yes. Marriage needs to be a place where you say yes to your spouse more than you say no. It, it just does. Okay, because, you know, and yes, we're talking about rejection in the bedroom, but this, this transcends, this whole idea of saying yes more than you say no actually transcends just the sexual relationship. You should be saying yes to your spouse about sitting down and having a conversation or going for a walk or going on a date or just spending time together. And I think for, for many of us, and for Elisa and I as well, when trust has been lost in the marriage... It's very easy to put up walls. It's very easy to reject because, you know what? I don't want to let him or her in again because if I do, I'm going to just get hurt. And you know what? We have to overcome that because if we and if you can rebuild that foundation on trust, rejection begins to go away, mm-hmm. you know, because the trust in your marriage is back. You can, you can fully take off your mask. You know your spouse is there being truthful, honest with you. And sure. through that, the rejection fades away. Mm-hmm. And so 
we have a course called Trust Me, Restore, Renew, and Rebuild Your Foundation. If you are battling, having a tough time right now, trusting your spouse or, or vice versa, or both of you just realize that there have been like little things that have happened over time that have broken down that foundation, we would say check out our course, Trust Me, and you can check that out at www.trustmeagain.com. Because the truth, guys, is that neither one of you wants to be living in a constant state of pain. And that's what rejection creates. It creates this constant state of pain, this this state of doubt, of worry, of hurt, of disappointment. Mm-hmm. That is not the way to live an extraordinary life. That's not the way to have an extraordinary marriage. Right? People that are living extraordinary lives are not doing that from a place of pain. They're doing it from a place of abundance. Right. And, and the way to do that is to work on your communications, to work on your trust, and, and it's to start making some pretty bold, audacious statements, very much like Tony did when he said, hey, so our small group study is going to be eight weeks. That's almost 60 days. Let's round up and let's do this you know, crazy 60 days of sex challenge. Uh, that was big and audacious. And yet that one decision, that one ask, when he was literally putting it all on the line, I will tell you when I look back and I know that the next day when I, you know, after I said no, for those of you that don't know the story, I said no that night, no sex. Uh, The next day I'm standing in my garage with a basket full of laundry and I literally had the come to Jesus moment where I was just, you know, the thought that's going through my head is, Alisa, if you will not even try this, your marriage is over right? Because he's not going to ask for anything anymore. And if he's not engaged with me in that give and take, then he's checked out. Mm-hmm. It's done. So I did say yes. Right. And that, that one decision has changed not just our marriage, but given that you're listening to the show, the fact that we took rejection out of our bedroom has changed your marriage. Okay, I, I want you to just think about that for a second. Your decision in your own marriage to take rejection out of the bedroom could influence and impact your entire community. Why? Because when you create this foundation in your bedroom that is rock solid, when you guys decide that you're going to create your own intimacy lifestyle, that's what Tony was talking about when he said, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash scheduling sex. When you, when you embrace that and create it so that it fits your marriage, right? So that like this husband said, I loved, I, I love this hug that we got where he's just like, you know what? Like we were doing three times a week, but, but now that like, I feel, I feel valued and I feel desired. I, like we may go down to twice a week, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't all about the sex. It was about not being rejected anymore. It was about feeling valued and desired. And guess what? He, they've made that decision. Now there's another couple looking at them saying, we want to be like you. Mm. And I will tell that couple that wrote in, there are other couples watching you, not just the one that said something to you. And the same thing happens because as, as you start to take rejection out of your marriage, right? As you say, you know what? Our bedroom's going to be a no rejection zone. Guess what? You start minimizing the hurt and the pain in your relationship. And people notice. 
people notice happy couples, mm-hmm. right? Like I am constantly in awe of the elderly couples that walk around our community. Like there's one couple, they are so cute. They ha- one has a walker, one has a cane and they hold hands in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. Like they've got the walker on one side and he's like holding on to a walker and he's got his cane in the other hand and they like daughter around our community. And I'm just like, oh, I want to be like them. Right? I want to still be in love and holding hands. You know why they're like that? Because they have not been rejecting each other for 50 years. Right. They made a decision. And I just want to say something because some of you are like, okay, great. So no rejection zone in the bedroom. That means I have to say yes all the time. It's not what I'm saying. And those of you that are even thinking and tweaking that to your spouses and taking that message back and saying, well, Tony and Lisa said you have to say yes all the time. Time out. We're not saying that at all. So don't twist our words. (laughs) I'm like, I'm pulling this one back. This is about creating an environment where the two of you are so connected emotionally that you have an awareness of what's going on in your marriage. Like Tony will not initiate sex with me on a day when I've got like a raging headache and, you know, I'm under a deadline to get something done. He's just not going to, it, it's going to like, why, why go there? Right. But on a day when I'm just like, wow, you know, like I feel like I tackled the world today and everything was a win and just, you know, like the kids didn't bicker all afternoon and I got everything done and dinner's on the table. That's when he's like, hold on. If she's been winning all day long, let's just like go for the gold. Right. Like, let's just, let's, yeah. Like, she's in a good space. And likewise, you know, if Tony's up late working on a project or, you know, trying to get something, you know, a video done for one, and and I can hear him screaming at the computer because, you know, like the site went down or something's not uploading properly. That's not when I'm going to be like, hey, babe, why don't you come to bed? Because he's going to be like, and that is through us learning each other and knowing it. So, realize and understand for you guys that may be different you know your husband may get frustrated and for you guys you know you as a wife know that hey this is a great time to initiate because it eases him up it, it you, you know that because that's your husband you've had enough conversations you guys have, initi- have initiated and talked about initiating that this is a good time for you mm-hmm. so each of us are different when it comes to this but it's through the communication that we have with each other, that emotional intimacy that we have with each other, that we learn what works for you in your marriage. Yeah. Just like we have learned what works for us. I will tell you, most times after a podcast recording, we are highly charged. We are highly sexual because we have this time together behind our microphones, sitting, looking at each other eye to eye for 30 to 45 minutes, depending on what's going on, you know, pre-show and after show. It's a highly charged time. It's a wonderful time because usually we're doing this on a Sunday or Monday that it ends up being my nights to initiate. And I just know that Elisa gets charged up. She's She's in a good mood. She's at a place where it's like, Hey, I'm ready to go. So for me to initiate, it's a perfect time because I know she's excited about what we've already been doing, what we've been talking about. And because we talk about so many different areas of our marriage and talking about different places and different things that are going on, we can even transcend that and take that into our bedroom and even talk about it a little bit more for each other. It's 
It's that emotionally safe, emotionally connected environment that allows you to take rejection out. You know, and Tony brought up the Trust Me Workshop and another aspect of creating that no rejection zone is very much your communication. It's very much opening up the lines of communication in your marriage to say, you know what? Go, go so far as to tell your spouse that you desire them, that you value them, that you appreciate them, right? Because instead of, instead of making all these demands like, hey, we have to have sex, you know, it's been two weeks, it's been three weeks, I will tell you that if you say that to your spouse, it's kind of a buzzkill and it does not get you the desired result. I mean, you may get sex simply to, because they're just trying to shut you up, but it's not the quality that you're desiring. You, you want to have a no rejection zone. You want to have a place in your marriage that is, that is wholesome and that is, you know, building up both of you. You need to romance your spouse. You need to encourage them. You need to feed into them instead of just being like, I'm just going to take from you right? Because a lot of times where the rejection zone starts coming in is when somebody feels like they're just giving all the time and the other one is just taking, right? And, and yet when you, when you decide, I mean, we wrote that we put this post up 56 simple, but super effective ways to encourage your spouse. Mm-hmm. And I mean, compliment and encourage your spouse. Compliment yes. and encourage your spouse. So there are 56 statements there, guys. And gals, that you could, I don't know, text your spouse, write on a post-it note, stick it on the bathroom mirror, drop in a lunchbox, drop in a purse, stick on the dashboard of the car, right? Saying, guess what? I love you. I value you. I notice you when you do this. We've taken the, you could go like one a day and have almost two months, Mm -hmm. right? And, And here's what happens. When your spouse starts getting fed that energy from you, when they start seeing, oh my gosh, like I'm more than just a warm body to lay next to in bed. I'm more than just the person who, you know, make sure the bed is made and, and the laundry's folded and there's, you know, money in the bank account. They notice who I am as a person. Guess what? We all want to be noticed. We want to be connected. We want to have that relationship with one another. And you can make that happen. So, you know, because I, I love giving you guys some action steps to carry into your week. Um, The first thing that I want you to do this week is decide that you're going to say yes more than you're going to say no. Just make that decision that, you know, you're going to be a yes person. And this is not a yes, walk all over me person. This is a yes, I want to be in relationship with you. Yes, I want to have sex with you. And sometimes, I'll be honest, when Tony and I were doing the 60 days of sex and we had that week when he had a viral migraine and ended up in urgent care and both kids were not sleeping well. I wanted to say no. I really did. But I made a decision that I was going to say yes. And I stuck by that decision. The next thing you need to do is be aware of the subtle ways that you may have been rejecting your spouse. Those statements that I read at the beginning, you know, like not right now or one more thing or one more chapter. And if you're not aware, ask your spouse. I'm sure they'll be happy to tell you the ways that you can, uh, that you have been rejecting them. And if you get asked that question, how do I reject you? Share it in love. Be honest. Don't, don't be a smart aleck about it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and part of that, like when you have this conversation is agree to hold each other accountable. Like Tony will tell me, look, you're doing it right. Like I'm feeling a little rejected. And when he tells me that it's not because he's trying to hurt me back. It's not because he's trying to say, you know, at least, you really stink at this marriage thing. 
It's not that at all. It's, hey, I know you got a lot on your plate and you may not be aware that you're doing this. It matters to me that we don't spiral out of control. It matters to me that this doesn't become a pattern of behavior. So let's just nip it in the bud. Mm -hmm. And then finally, be aware of what's going on with your spouse so that you have the opportunity to be their rock and their comfort instead of someone else that they're doing battle with. Your spouse has enough battles that they face during the day. They do not need to battle whether or not you're going to reject them at home. And I will tell you that when you do those types of things, you're going to have better connection, better communication, and yes, better sex. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to happen. So, you know, as we're wrapping up this week's show, I do want to share something with you. I mentioned it a little bit on last week's show, and it's, it's kind of a big deal here at One Extraordinary Marriage. On December 1st, Tony and I are going to be releasing episode 300. And every 100 episodes, we do a listener show. Yep. It's all about you guys. It's all about how One Extraordinary Marriage has impacted you. But here's the thing. We need your help to pull off that show. Because what we do on that show is we play voicemails from those of you who have called in to say, this is what One Extraordinary Marriage did in my marriage. And we read your emails that say, this is how One Extraordinary Marriage has impacted me. But the only way we're going to have the content for that show that comes out on December 1st is if you do one of two things. One, you can call us at 858-876-5663 and leave a voicemail. Let us know that it's a voicemail for the 300th show. Or you can send us an email and you can send that to info at one extraordinary marriage at gmail or <laughs> well, that was a really complicated email info at one extraordinary marriage.com. Yep. And in the subject line, put 300th show Yep. because we absolutely love celebrating each one of you on our hundredth show. It's a big deal to us. We are, this is episode 295. We've got five weeks until we get to that milestone. And it is one, like uh, 100 was big, like, cause it was the first 100 and then 200 were like, oh, we did it again. And I will tell you guys, there is something special about this three. Like I have been thinking about this 300th show literally since the beginning of the year. And I don't know what the stories are going to be that are going to come in, but Tony and I are like on pins and needles getting ready to celebrate each and every one of you. That's right. That's right. You know, as you go off this week and you really soak this in i mean take it in take take in how rejection impacts you and then correlate that to a time where you know you did stub your toe you did cut your finger you did something physical that hurt remember that feeling because that's what's happening to your spouse when you reject them and we know here that that's not what you desire in your marriage You don't desire to hurt your spouse physically. You know, you're there and you're in your marriage to build each other up. So this week, take time to talk about this. Talk to each other openly, honestly. Let's start taking off those masks. Let's remove the masks, folks, because we are loved more for who we are, not less when we are truthful, honest, open, transparent. So let's go out there. Let's stop rejecting each other. Let's make our marriages extraordinary in a way where people look, they see the light shining from each and every one of us. And it's not just because of the physical or the sexual intimacy that we are having, but it's because of the emotional intimacy we choose to have with each other. The 
ability, the honesty, the transparency we choose to have with each other. So go out there. Let's stop rejection in our bedrooms. Let's have extraordinary marriages. We love you guys. We love you guys. Have an awesome and fantastic week.